0: why she became a vegan at age seven, how she makes money as a vegan chef while not actually owning her own restaurant, how to solve the solution of obesity, how to get enough protein as a vegan, and so much more coming right up. This is episode number 443 with award-winning vegan chef, food allergy expert, and TV host, Leslie Durso. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Best You Podcast with me, your host, Nick Carrier. At Best You, we exist to help individuals who are hungry for growth get closer to the best version of themselves so they can live meaningful and impactful lives. One way that we do this is through the 10-Week Transformation, where we help people lose body fat, build muscle, and create healthy habits so that they are a positive role model for others. And if you're interested in losing 5 to 20 pounds in the next 10 weeks, then go to nickcarrier.com slash 10 wt to get started today again if you want to lose 5 to 20 pounds in the next 10 weeks go to nickcarrier.com slash 10wt to get started today today i'm really pumped to bring you guys leslie durso leslie is an award-winning vegan chef and wellness expert she works as a consulting chef for hotels resorts and restaurants around the world and is currently the vegan chef at the four seasons punta mita mexico Before diving into the episode, be sure you're subscribing to the Best You Podcast on the Apple Podcast app, iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, and be sure you share the episode with a friend while you're listening by sending them to nickcarrier.com slash podcast. And if you enjoy the show, then I would love it if you leave a five-star rating and review. But without further ado, here's to getting closer and closer to your best you with the one and only Leslie Durso. All right. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Best You Podcast. Really excited today to be joined by the one and only Leslie Durso. Leslie, I just want to start off by saying thanks so much for spending the time with me today.
1: Always a pleasure.
0: Yeah, no doubt. So I'm really excited to learn from you on a lot of different fronts, on kind of uh, the entrepreneurial front um, and kind of the nutrition front as well. But the way I kind of want to dive in is you're a a vegan chef, right? And so I, I know that one of the reasons why you became a vegan chef is kind of your own story of nutrition and your own story of health. So I want to give everybody some some context. So tell, context. So tell everybody a little bit about your story of health and kind of how you realized at a young age that you were susceptible, I guess, to some allergies and, and things of that nature and how you became a, a vegan and how that has kind of propelled you forward.
1: Yeah, sure. I mean, I never, when I started my plant-based journey at age seven, I had no idea I would ever become a vegan chef and that plant-based eating would become what it has become. It's so exciting. Uh, No, it's seven years old. I just decided I didn't want to eat meat anymore. I would have done it earlier than that. I grew up in a big Italian meat-eating family and my parents told me that I would die if I didn't eat meat. I'm still here. I'm still standing. I haven't eaten meat since I was seven. And so I, it just, didn't click for me. I didn't understand why you needed to eat it. I didn't understand why we needed to eat animals. I didn't like the taste of it. It just wasn't my thing. And so for all of the reasons, I just decided to stop at seven years old. Someone told me that there were vegetarians in the world. I was so excited to tell my parents there were people out there that ate didn't eat meat and they didn't die. And the word begins not even around back then. So uh, then as I grew older, I never Drink milk or ate eggs, but obviously at seven years old I wasn't reading labels. I didn't know that, you know, cookies had eggs in them. And so as I got older, I knew better, I did better. I always say that. And that led me to mm. becoming a vegan. And it was the best decision I ever made.
0: Obviously, you made that decision at such a young at a super young age, which I feel like is pretty rare and pretty uncommon. At what point then did this because you you had a passion for when you were pretty young at which point did this passion look like to you like something you could do as a career like what when did you kind of like really know okay like I want to do something with this as a career too
1: yeah well that took a little bit more time like I mentioned I'm Italian and so I've been cooking since I could stand eating whole real food was very important in my family we didn't really we were not the family that had cookies and processed foods and cereals like that in our house, we ate very clean, even though my family was eating meat, it was very, very clean. And so as I got older, I had a whole nother career before I was the chef, I was in the entertainment industry, hosting shows on television and doing some acting. And I really fell in love with educational television when I was doing Mm. a show for Discovery Channel. And decided to take that love of education and focus it on food because the obesity epidemic was in full swing, still is. And I really wanted to do something about it. I really wanted to show people how delicious plant-based eating could be and how you could thrive off of eating a real food diet. And so I went off, I became a chef, and here I am. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's awesome. So you, like you said, you started cooking when the as soon as you could stand because you come from an Italian family and then you kind of developed this uh, passion for uh, vegetarianism and then veganism. At what point, though, were you convinced that you could make a living in this way? You know, you were on these TV shows and you fell in love with educational television. So at what point then were you like, I want to make a living this way? And was there like a leap of faith that you ha- had to make or anything like that?
1: Absolutely. Huge leap of faith. When I decided to do this, it was wasn't embraced that well by the the teams in my life, my agents. Nobody was very excited about it. You know, this was back when there was one vegan restaurant in all of Los Angeles. So if you can imagine what that So was what year like.
0: is it, what year is this?
1: This was um, 2011, 12. 11, 12. Okay. Right around there. And veganism was really for hippies. It was really a weird food. It was, you know, there's always that great quote from Annie Hall when he says, he'll have this, what did he say? He'll have the sprouted grass or something like that. And it's true. That's what people thought eating vegan was. It was just for hippies. It was these extremists. And I really wanted to show that, no, there's accidentally vegan food all over the world. It's delicious. You can make all of these things easy and healthy, and you'll feel so much better. So yes, it was a huge leap of faith. I didn't know what I was going to do. I knew that I didn't want to become a chef. And I knew that I did not want to open a restaurant immediately. Mm. Because I didn't know anything about the restaurant industry. I'd played a waitress on television that was as close to the restaurant industry as I got. And so with that, I just took this huge leap of faith. And I was like, No, I can do this. And I and so I did. Uh, There was no vegan culinary school at the time. So I took internships and classes all over the world, learning and studying. And again, finding these accidentally vegan foods that I coined to them all over the world because every culture has vegan food. You just don't think about it. Mm. Even in the United States, peanut butter and jelly is a vegan thing. No one makes a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and says, here, have your vegan sandwich. They just eat peanut butter and jelly. So I wanted to normalize vegan food like that. I wanted to make spaghetti and tomato sauce in Italy, falafel in most of Europe in the, in the Middle East. There's so many dishes all over the world that, you know, you just don't think about it. They're just good. And good food is good food is good food. And so I don't make vegan food. I just make good food using plants.
0: Yeah, no, I love it. And, and we might touch it, touch uh, to a certain extent on your show Around the World in 80 Plates. I know you were talking about all the different countries and the types of food and, and the vegan foods that all of them have in their cultures. And in a second, I want to go down kind of the career path in the sense that there was no really person who had done what you wanted to do before. So there wasn't this kind of like path that you could follow like, okay, here's kind of step one or here's step two, or at least here are some of the options that I can do. So I want to talk about in a second about what that looked like from a decision standpoint from you and, and, and assessing your different decisions. But before that, you know, you mentioned how taking this leap of faith was not necessarily widely accepted around those around you. You mentioned your agent and maybe some family members, I don't know, maybe some friends. Talk to the point of making a decision and how you make a decision or a leap of faith when there's not a lot of people around you are not supporting you.
1: Uh, It wasn't that they weren't supporting me because they were still my friends. They were still my family. They still were going to love me through anything. It was more that they couldn't understand why I would take a successful career Mm. on television and leave it to do this very what was then fringe thing. And they couldn't see the roadmap. And I don't think I could even see the roadmap, but I knew it was there. I knew it was coming. I knew that there was going to be pushback from this insanely unhealthy place that we were getting to. Even today, there's more and more and more of pushing of this processed food. Even in the plant-based space, it is a replacement for everything. It is, how can we make money on all of these things? You know, I always said, if an apple had the PR um, of Kim Kardashian, the world would be the healthiest place in the universe because, There is no PR for fruits and vegetables. There's not as much money to be made in whole foods. And it's thoughtful. You have to think about it. You have to think about how I'm going to make my food. There are not very many restaurants that you can go to to have whole real food. Almost every single restaurant, well, actually every restaurant that I can think of, even quote unquote healthy ones, you're still getting some element of processed food on your plate. And I really, really, really wanted to change that. And I am changing that. with the work that I'm doing in the, in the restaurants that I'm creating at this point. So yeah. And I think you just have to take a leap of faith. I really just, I really deep in my soul knew that I needed to help people. And this was the way that I wanted to help them. And I wanted to show them a better way and inspire through food. And I knew if my intention was pure, then I could succeed. And I come from, I call it a gig background where you know you're a gig worker your whole life where you're you don't know where your next paycheck is coming from, always doing odd jobs. Yeah. Starting the industry and the entertainment industry as a model and then building that into an acting career. You don't know where your next job is coming from. And so I was fine with taking that leap of faith into the food world because I knew that I could survive because I'm I'm a scrapper. I just I get it done. I find a way. You know, there's that Latin term there's not a way I will find one. And I love, I love Ooh. that phrase. And, and so I did, I really just went all in on it. And when I first started out, I literally took any job. Someone would pay me for almost any yeah. job. Someone would pay me for, but if it just involved cooking, that was it. And I just cooked my heart out. I cooked all day. Every day it was cooking for all my friends, all my neighbors developing recipes, creating my own techniques. Like I said, traveling the world, taking these internships and classes all around the world and meeting these grandmas. I love grandma style cooking. And so every person who had a grandma in another country, or even in this country, I'd say, can I cook with them? Can I cook with them? I want to learn. I want to learn. I want to learn and taking all those techniques and ideas and applying it to my favorite foods and seeing the techniques of meat dishes and seeing the different ways uh, to cook and applying it to plants and kind of just getting creative. And I love it. It's such a beautiful art form.
0: Yeah. So it sounds like kind of like you originally said, like there's no culinary, there was no culinary vegan school or anything like that. You had to learn from a bunch of different people. And, And so is that kind of what you're strategy was when you were trying to figure out, okay, how am I going to monetize this? How am I going to make money? I know I want to be a chef, but I don't want to open a restaurant. So how how do I find my own path and and cultivate my own path, uh, especially as a vegan when it's not necessarily something that is widely done at the moment? Was it just about learning from a bunch of different chefs and trying to take it all in? And then once you got more educated, learning about maybe the business side of things after that, or talk to us a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, exactly. So I think This is the advice I give anybody that is wanting to go into a different field. Work, do it all from the bottom up. Learn the industry that you want to go into. Take all of the jobs. And then your path will naturally start being defined. You know, it's like a funnel. I took every job that I could and then I whittled them down and it just kept getting more and more and more specific. I love to travel. And so as I was traveling, I was realizing... There are all these beautiful accidentally vegan foods around the world, but the hotel industry is really behind the times. It was really hard to find food at a hotel that was healthy or that I could eat. And so everywhere I was traveling, it was like, you know, oh, can I have a side of rice? Can I have a side of beans? And you piece together a meal of sides. And I was like, this is just not cool, especially on the luxury level, you know, Mm -hmm. when you tout that you're most important thing is service and to anticipate the guest's needs, you're not anticipating the guest needs because I'm Mm. showing up and I'm starving. Uh, And so Mm. I started working with hotels and I really love doing it because I love being able to craft the experience for the guest. And so people that have never gotten to have a luxury vacation because they're ordering sides of rice and sides of beans can now come to the hotels that I work with and thrive and get to have all of the fun foods, not feel like they've sacrificed anything and had the most amazing experience. And I've taken that beyond plant-based dieting into the food allergy world. I have food allergies myself, but my food allergies are covered in my veganism. I'm lactose intolerant and I have a self shellfish and seafood allergy. So as a vegan, I'm like, okay, great. I don't have to worry about this as much. But I realized there was such a whole in the food system for these forgotten people with food allergies. Food allergies Mm. affect one in four people in the United States. That's a lot. That's more than any other dietary restriction in this country. And yet they show up to a restaurant and they have no idea if they're going to be able to eat something. And for a lot of these people, it's a life or death situation um, if they have severe food allergies. And so I wanted to create a space that was safe for them. To be able to travel and to be able to enjoy themselves. And so that's what we've done. And to make eating like that easier, that's what you were mentioning the show with Around the World and Navy Plates. I work with FAIR, the Food Allergy Research and Education Foundation. And we create content that's not only plant based, but it's top nine free, top nine free of the top nine allergens. Um, And so it's easy for people. Again, I just want to make eating easier for people and feel like they always have an option and not feel lost and hopeless and oh even if you have a mild allergy and it's something that you just get bloated or you get a stomach ache or your face breaks out those are things that you shouldn't have to live with you shouldn't have to go through your life with those conditions and so I love providing alternatives for those people
0: yeah I think that's very um mission oriented of you. And I think that's very admirable. Now, I want to go back to what you said uh, when, you know, you were traveling all these places and you would go to these hotels and you'd have to piece together a bunch of sides and you were starving. And then you said you, so you started to work with hotels. What did that look like? Did it take, was it you at a hotel? And then you're like, talk to the person at the front and you're like, I need to talk to the manager. I need to, I want to help you guys figure this out. Or what did it look like getting into the space of working with hotels and helping them change their menu and the food that they served?
1: Yeah. You know, again, it's always just being in the right place at the right time and taking advantage of the situation and being honest I had consulted with restaurants before, but the first hotel that I ever did was the Four Seasons in Punta Mita, Mexico, which is still my flagship property. I'm down there multiple times a year, and I'm so proud of what we've created there. But I was down there. I was brought down there for a totally unrelated reason. And I happened to have mutual friends with the general manager. We ended up meeting up and he said, Oh, how's the food? And I said, well, to be honest with you, I'm the resort is the most amazing place I've ever seen in my life. And the food I've been, I've been having a challenge. And he is smart enough to say, what do you mean you've been having a challenge? And I said, well, there's not really anything for me to eat. It's been really bland and really boring. I've been eating chips and guacamole (laughs) for, Mm. for three days. And so we sat down and he was like, what would you do? And I described what I would do and just thinking like I'm giving him free advice. And he stood up, he shook my hand and he goes, When can you start? And a week and a half later, I was starting the program down there and it snowballed into other properties and expanding our program drastically. We started with um, three options and appetizer, entree, and dessert on every menu. And now we have over 300 plant based options at the resort. So it's very exciting. And the most exciting thing. For me, is that those aren't vegans that are ordering the food; those are meat eaters eat ordering the food um, yeah. to make the program that successful. But to go back to how to get it done is just not being afraid to, you know, yeah. get out there and say what you mean and live in your truth. And that was me living in my truth. And doing it with the intention of wanting to help someone, if he had just continued that conversation, I would have given him all of the answers. He didn't need to hire me. We well, needed to hire me for the good recipes. Yeah. But I really was doing it because I want to make the world a better place. I want to make it easier for people to be healthy. That's my mission. That's kind of what I found along the way of my journey. And so yeah, they they've been incredibly instrumental in helping that happen
0: that's awesome uh, you know you touched on before about how if Apple had PR you know if, if fruits and vegetables had PR then we could be the healthiest planet but there's there's not money behind that right and then you talked about any restaurant you go to it's really hard to find whole whole foods and and uh, even if it's like a healthier restaurant it's really hard to find whole real foods and obviously it was really hard to find whole real foods when you go to a lot of hotels and so I'm what I'm kind of getting at is your opinions around the continued solution behind everybody eating healthier are 100% of our views don't align like I I eat meat or whatever and I believe there's a there's a spot in for but I think generally speaking no matter what we need to eat more real foods and like my plate that I just had for lunch it was like 80% broccoli and so I believe in plants and vegetables and, and fruits and as and colorful plates and everything like that. So do you think that obviously the restaurant and hotel industry is a huge step in the right direction because no matter what, people are gonna go out to eat because they're too lazy to cook for themselves or so they don't wanna cook for themselves or they just wanna do go out every so often. So that's a huge part of it. But do you feel like we're only gonna get so far until people start to cook for themselves more often? Talk to you about like more of what you think is kind of the salute, the longer term, bigger solutions are gonna be.
1: Yes, there's a lot to unpack there with everything right. that I just said. And I'll say right now, I my mission is not to make the world vegan. My mission is to provide healthier options for people. Um, most people are not consuming whole real animal right. proteins. They're consuming it from McDonald's in the form of a burger or a hamburger or some sort of processed way. I may, to, I'm probably going to get in a ton of trouble for saying this. I may be the only vegan that doesn't have a problem with hunting, um, hunting for food, not for game. Um, those people, sorry, don't like you. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's taking responsibility for what you're putting in your body and what you're consuming. And again, it's whole real food, stepping away from the processed. Uh, and so then to circle back to what you were talking about, yes, absolutely. The luxury industry always leads the way. And mm. if the luxury hotel industry can lead the way in this and it trickles down uh, and affects everyone, great, fantastic. That's the way that it's going to go. Um, what was the third part of what you asked? I'm sorry, I only... No, no, I
0: think, I, think, I think the last part is re- is really about getting about people cooking. to cook for themselves yeah. more, more often.
1: And that goes back to the point that I was just saying about taking responsibility for what you're putting in your body. We as people, I think in this generation right now are giving away so much of our own ownership and power of our bodies. Our bodies are the most important things we have. They're the only things keeping us on this planet. If your body is not functioning you will not be able to do all of those things that you want to get done in life. You want to be the best mom. You want to be the best dad. You want to be the president of the United States. None of those things are possible if you're not taking care of this vessel that's keeping us here on this planet. And the best way to do that is to eat real food. That's where all of the nutrients are, whether you're eating meat or not. All of the vitamins lie in plants. The vitamins that you're getting from animal proteins are because that animal is eating plants. That's where Mm -hmm. your protein's coming from. That's where your fiber's coming coming from. The plants. So whatever you choose to put on your plate, there needs to be a lot more plants on it. So if I can make plants more appealing uh, and more, you know, delicious looking, then the better. Um, you know, all of the recipes that I have, I have a zillion recipes on my Instagram, on my YouTube page, everywhere. You can I give away so many free resources. I don't have a cookbook. I'd like to give this information for free because I don't want anyone to feel like they can't have it. And the point is, is that eat my food. Eat it as a main meal. Eat it as a side dish. Eat it however you want to alter it for your own diet. Just eat real food and eat more of it.
0: Mm, all right, that. that's my. Sofa. I agree.
1: I'm getting. Off I my agree. Sofa. No,
0: I love it. I love it. I'm all about it. I, I eat real food. It's, it's so says easy, does hard for a lot of people. It's. I just wish people would realize, especially the point that you said earlier about how it's the foundation for everything. If you are not feeling the most energized that you could be or you're not feeling like the healthiest version of yourself then all other goals are not going to be able to be optimized because of that. And so I think that's just that's so true. Uh, I wanted to make sure I touched on, you know, you talked about how you had you have al- you had allergies and you realized those things early on. There's probably a lot of people listening, obviously one in four people who have allergies or sensitivities. There's people listening who have those What is your experience with people being able to either, like actually reversing those things or eradicating those things? Is that frequently done nowadays? And if so, what are some strategies that people can do to maybe even completely reverse some of the allergies and sensitivities that they're experiencing? We'll be back to the interview in just a second. But first, I wanted to share a quick testimonial from a past participant of the 10-Week Transformation Program. I started running the 10WT in the beginning of 2020, and I've had over 150 people on counting go through it, and they've seen amazing results both inside and out. If you're inspired to join after listening to the testimonial, then go to nickcarrier.com to learn more. We'll get back to the episode in just a minute, but first, here's what they had to say.
2: I'm Alexa, and I joined the Next 10 Week Program. Uh, Originally, I joined it during COVID, and it was a virtual session and I had really wanted to get back into running. I hadn't ran since probably college, which I used to love to do, and I had this goal to be able to run five miles again, and I did the 10-week program, and by the end of it, it was right around Christmas time, I was able to run uh, five miles without stopping, which was a huge accomplishment to me. I hit my goal. This is my fourth one since, so I just, I keep hitting the goals that I set out to hit, and Nick is a really great, uh, motivator and I love his workout classes, the in-person classes have been great so that's why I enjoyed it and that's why I've kept going. I would say my favorite part is the in-person classes so I have done the two two virtual and two in-person and I have not had a workout like these workouts. Like I usually do more cardio based workouts and the strength is something that I don't ever get and I don't push myself as hard as I do in these classes. You should join the next 10-week
1: program. There is a lot happening in that space. And I will say I am not a doctor. And so if you are trying to work allergy things that you're allergic to back into your system, you really need to work with a doctor, especially if you have a severe food allergy. And okay. you should not be taking my advice. I will say that there are a lot of resources out there for doing that. And there is just a tremendous amount of information. And just get on Google and start looking at it. I believe that it's 100% possible. But again, you really need to consult with your doctor. And that's not something that I feel confident giving advice then.
0: I got you. Well, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Have you done specific things yourself to try to reverse any of the stuff that you have? Uh, no, because I have no just desire to eat
1: those things either.
0: Okay. Gotcha. I have no
1: desire to ever have shellfish, seafood, <laughs> or dairy in my life. So I got gotcha. you. <laughs>
0: I got you. I was
1: allergic to chocolate. That would have been another conversation.
0: I got right. Amen. Yeah, I would. No, thanks. No, thanks. Um, I think that one of the the common obstacles that probably a lot of vegans face and maybe the flack that a lot of vegans might get is the protein conversation and not being able to have enough protein to be able to maintain muscle mass and maintain normal body functions and, and hormone functions and stuff like that talk to us about maybe some of the education you have around either ha- how to get in the appropriate amount of plant-based protein versus maybe why those people are asking the wrong question or have the wrong concern I don't know if I'm asking that correctly sure. but talk about the protein yeah
1: side let things. me ask you a question have you or do you know anyone that's ever gone to the hospital because they have a protein deficiency?
0: No, I do not. Not to my knowledge,
1: because it doesn't really happen. Mm. Have a better chance of overdosing on drinking too much water than dying from a protein deficiency.
0: I'm gonna, pre- I'm gonna, pu- I'm gonna pressure you here though. Is our protein would protein deficiencies be um,
1: the cause of dis- other diseases? Disguise,
0: yeah, the disguise Possibly. of something else.
1: Yes, but um, I mean, this is a big debate here that we're gonna unpack. right. Um, Protein from animals is not naturally inherent in the animal. It comes from the food that they're eating. It comes from the grass that they're eating. You know, cows eat a tremendous amount of grass to get as big as they are. That said, it's the same protein that they're eating that you should be getting. So just cut Mm. out the middleman and go straight to the plant. There are so many protein-packed plants out there. A, we're told that we need way more protein than we actually do. But B, Mm. you can get the right amount of protein for your body. I would be more concerned that you're not getting enough of the vitamins and minerals for your body. Mm. All of the vitamins and minerals that you need for your body are found in plants. I encourage, even if you're going plant-based, you have to eat every color of the rainbow every single day. That's how you get all of your vitamins that you need. Most of the vitamins that our bodies need are water-soluble vitamins, meaning that we ingest them like vitamin C. We eat an orange, our body takes the vitamin C that it needs and then flushes the rest out. There are only four fat-soluble vitamins, A, D, E, and K. And those are the only ones that when you consume them, if your body doesn't need them, they hang on in your fat cells and your body can pull from those when they need it. I encourage people, instead of following a fad diet, listening to your body, reading some books and searching the internet about how your body works. What are vitamins? Where do they come from? What do they do when they're in your system? What do you need to function properly? I wish that these things were taught in class because again, the most important thing for our journey here on earth is the health of this vessel. Why we're not taught how this vessel works is beyond me. I have no idea. It should be the most important thing taught in school. Who cares about something that happened 400 years ago if you don't know how your body works? So I encourage all of your listeners to get out there and figure that out. Listen to your body. Every time you eat something, your body is telling you whether it likes it or not. It's giving you signs. It's through stomach ache, through energy, through weight gain, through how your skin looks, if you break out, if you have yellow undertones, green undertones, red undertones, all of those things are signs that your body is telling you. If you're feeling lethargic after Mm -hmm. you eat, if you're feeling energized after you eat, take all of those signs and create the diet that works for you. This is what I found that works for me. And you really, really need to find what works for you. I'm going to tell you, you're going to feel much better if it's whole foods, but you can find that out on your own but it is it's just I, I can't preach it enough that people need to educate themselves on how their bodies work
0: yeah no i think those those couple of things that you just said were the education and taking this take being aware of the signs that your body is telling you you know it's so funny everybody asks what foods should i eat but they never go to the next most people never go to the next of why and getting the information as to when somebody says this is the food that you should you should eat ask why like figure out what it is that 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 thing is going to provide you and then you know assess for yourself whether or not you actually need to be eating that particular thing and like you said eating the rainbow every single day amen to that. That's going to give you all the vitamins, minerals, antioxidants, polyphenols that we need to make sure our body is is optimized and, and functioning really well. And then I think what you said as well of really being aware of the signs that your body is telling you because it will provide you so much more feedback than you probably give it credit for because a lot of people just kind of think they have a stomach ache and then they'll taking an, an antacid and and to to feel better or they'll get a headache and and they'll take an Advil to get better and they don't really realize that hey that could have been something that i actually put in my body that my body's not responding well to and so it's people be aware of what your you body's put in your body. right
1: it's always the answer everything well, it, that happens to you is because of what you've put in your body
0: right whether i mean whether it's food or you know pollution the air or chemicals anything like that like your body the only thing it has to respond to is essentially what goes inside of it and, and how that affects your body itself. So, so, so true and and great stuff. Um, but before I ask the last question here, Leslie, I just want to acknowledge you for your mission of wanting to make the world a healthier place because, you know, that sounds very cliche, but as you said, not it's not just about affecting people's health. It's about affecting their health so that they can achieve their goals and their dreams and everything else that they want to do in life, because that, that is the foundation. Like you said, optimizing the vessel that you've been provided is the most important thing that you can do on this earth. And you're helping people do that to a large degree. And I give you kudos for that.
1: Oh, well, thank you. Um, We're all doing our part. We're all doing our part.
0: Yeah. Yep, we try. That's for sure. Um, well, I know that everybody's going to want to go learn more about you and, and learn about more about what you do and the education and the recipes. I know like I've already looked at some of the recipes, like one of the six layer dips that you had on one of your recent posts. I was like, that looks amazing. I need to try that out. So people make sure you go follow her on Instagram at Leslie Durso and you can go to her website, Leslie Is there any other good place that people should go to learn more and, and support you?
1: Yes, YouTube and Instagram are my favorite. Although I'm starting to get into TikTok more. I really like TikTok.
0: Okay, awesome. Awesome, very good. I'll make sure we have that linked up in the show notes. But last question here, lastly, is that I think that the journey closer to the best version of ourselves is a constant journey. I don't think that we ever get to that best version. Um, and I also think it's a unique journey. I think the way that I get closer to the best version of myself is going to be a little bit different than the way that you get closer to the best version of yourself. And so the last question is for you personally, if there are three things that you could currently do or three things that you could currently work on to get closer to that best less leader so that you could possibly be, then what are those three things that you could currently do or currently work on?
1: Oh, wow. That's a really good question. I've never been asked that question. Okay. <laughs> three things that I could do right now to be better. Um, I'm going to go with, I am starting up my yoga practice again, because I travel so much constantly. And as a chef, when you're on your feet every day for 16 hours, kind of the last thing you want to do is go work out. But I know how important it is for me to feel better when I'm working out. So I need to start that up again. So that's one. Um, Spending more, again, on the note of I'm a workaholic and I'm constantly traveling. I need to spend more time um, creating the connections with my friends and family and people that I value in my life. God, this is a good question. You're going to make me cry. Um, (laughs) uh, You know, I don't know. I really feel like I'm in a good place and a good path right now of getting where I need to go. Those are two big ones, though.
0: Yeah, those are two big ones. Those, th- those will uh, definitely keep your plate full, if you will, pun intended. Uh, but those are those are a couple of great things, Leslie. I know that so many people are going to enjoy today and so many people are going to go and, and look at a lot of the recipes that you get, uh, that you put out there for people for free. And uh, I know people are going to engage with your content and uh, really enjoy following you and, and learning more from you. So everything was great today. Really appreciate your time.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate being here.
0: That was such an awesome conversation with Leslie. She is so passionate about everything that she does. And she's super passionate about her mission of just helping people live healthier and better lives. I love people on the show like that. Make sure you share this episode with a friend or family member while you're listening. All you have to do is send them to nickcarrier.com slash podcast. And just as a disclaimer, for those of you who don't know, I'm not a vegan. I eat meat. I mean, I do make sure that my beef is grass-fed, the chicken I get is pasture-raised, and everything is sourced properly, so it positively impacts my body. But I'm open to always learning from anyone and everyone who I feel provides value and is really on the mission to help the world live a healthier and better life. I really loved what Leslie said in that, if there's not a way, I will find one. I mean, that's so powerful. If there's not a way, I will find one. That is such a confident, take ownership mentality that leaves no obstacle too big to overcome. For now, it's time. It's time to take action, to make sure that you're putting real whole foods into your body, educating yourself on nutrition, and being aware of the signs that your body is telling you. Because if you do those things, you'll continue to get closer and closer to your best you